The Sportscaster and Her Son is brought to you by Foot First Podiatry. Painful bunions, then it's time to get your bunion fixed with Foot First Podiatry's exclusive Sklar Bunionectomy. No scars, no casts, no crutches, no kidding. For more information about the Sklar Bunionectomy, visit footfirst.com. And by Electroflex, a global leader in electrical conduit for over 60 years, makers of Liquitite Flexible Conduit, electrically connecting our world. Hello, everybody, and welcome into the Sportscaster and her son, where sports bridges the gap between the generations. I'm your host, Peggy Kaczynski, 12-time Emmy Award-winning sportscaster at NBC Chicago for 17 years. I'm the baby boomer, and I'm the mom. And I'm Jason Commander, freshman at UT Austin, Generation Z, writer for CBB Review. I'm on our talents for TSTV Sports, and you can see all my picks throughout March Madness on tallysite.com. And you're my son. Thank you, everyone who has downloaded the Sportscaster and her son from Apple, Podbean, or wherever you are listening, Google Podcasts, anywhere we are available. Please continue to do so. Spread the word to family and friends. Download, subscribe, rate us, all of that fun stuff. It is podcasting lifeblood. That is how we get to move up in the listings. So we don't always get along, but we both share a passion for sports. And so we talk a lot of sports and it bridges the gap between us. And a couple of years ago, when I won the Ring Lardner Award in Chicago uh, in the broadcast sports category, Jason did the speech for me, introducing me in front of this very large audience, and he knocked it out of the park. So the Ring Lardner Awards were actually uh, postponed in 2020 because of the pandemic. So we are bringing you the winners of the Ring Lardner Awards from 2020 so that you can appreciate them as well. We continue to you know, pay a, a little honor to sports casting by talking about the Ring Lardner Awards. Since 2002, they have honored sports writers and sports broadcasters named after Ring Lardner, who was an American sports writer and columnist. Uh, a satirist. Many people remember uh, his column in the Washington Post. Um, truly, he was part of the golden era of writing. He called Ernest Hemingway a friend. Grew up in Niles, Michigan, went to high school in Chicago for one year. In 1913, he moved to Chicago where he started the very famous column for the Chicago Tribune in the wake of the news. Here in Chicago, the Union League Club hands out these awards, but because of the pandemic in 2020, the awards were postponed. They will now air virtually April 29th at 7 p.m. Central Time. You can find out how to tune in by going to the Union League Girls and Boys Club's website at ulbgc.org slash events slash ringlardner2021 for more information. Thank you, Jason. So in episode 47, you heard from the 2020 Ring Lardner Award winner uh, in print, Tony Gennetti. What do you say we now hear from the recipient of the Ring Lardner Award for broadcasting, Dan Roan? What do you think, Jason? Let's do it. All righty. From WGN Television in Chicago, yes, he is my husband, your dad's man crush, Dan <laughs> Roan, joins us. 
Hi, Dan. How are uh, you? Oh, it's nice to talk to the two most important people in the family. <laughs> does, it, does it ever creep you out that my husband has a man crush on you? He asked me that this morning. He said, you make it sound so creepy. And I said, well, it is, Jason. It's very creepy. <laughs> it's not that creepy. I love your husband. He's awesome. Yeah, he's, he's really fun and uh yeah, I, I'm not too worried about him. <laughs> I think it Others has maybe but not him. <laughs> <laughs> I think it has more to do with your golf game, but that's that's a whole nother story. That's where the man crush yeah. comes from. So we were just talking about um in episode forty seven we talked to Tony Janetti and now we get to talk to you about the Ring Lardner Awards and congratulations for being the recipient of twenty twenties Ring Lardner Broadcast Award. That's it's awesome. It's it's well overdue for someone who has been at Chicago's Superstation, what was a Superstation, but 37 years, Dan, you can't possibly be old enough. What did you graduate from college at like 16? <laughs> oh, hey, when I get up every morning, I know exactly how old I am. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I mean, 37 years, it, it was really weird uh, when you think back about uh, you know, I came up from Champaign, and um, in 84, the Cubs won for the first time in 39 years. The Bulls drafted Michael Jordan. Uh, the Bears took the last step toward the Super Bowl. I mean, all this stuff started happening, and it was, you know, an amazing start to a run here in Chicago that really hasn't stopped being amazing the whole time. Isn't that something? I mean, I think I tell people this all the time. I, I said this about my career. I could not have been luckier to come to Chicago when I did to cover, I mean, I, I, three Bulls uh, championships, uh, uh, Bears uh, trip to the Super Bowl, though they didn't win when I was, uh, when I was here um, covering the Bears, uh, the White Sox World Series, uh, three Blackhawks Stanley Cups, and, and then the Cubs World Series. And then, you know, I could call it quits. I mean, truly to, to be in Chicago, man, for a kid from Keokuk, Iowa, and, and by the way, I never knew anyone that actually was from Keokuk. I always thought that was just kind of like a, a a made-up town, you sure have come a long way. Well, you know, I who knew? I mean, I was like the dumbest kid you could imagine. I <laughs> always wanted to be in broadcasting, and I played, you know, I played five sports in high school. So um, I was always involved in something, but I had no idea that any of this uh, mess would actually happen. But, you know, I was uh, – I played – golf and I played a little basketball at Illinois State and I was hanging out during Christmas break one year and somebody said you know they need some help over at the at TV 10 the student run TV station because everybody had gone home for Christmas break and I was still there so I walked over there because they were actually paying money to do it it wasn't volunteer thing because of the break they were desperate so I went over there and and uh, helped out for a couple of weeks and really enjoyed, uh, you know, the camaraderie of it and all that. And so I switched my major when the semester began and started working for them. And that was pretty much it. I got a, had a nice internship in Peoria and got a job right after graduation in Champaign and 
not a really good job, but a job. Yeah. And you know how that goes. Everybody needs to work their way up. And, you know, I was, I was the Decatur correspondent, <laughs> which is about as bad as it sounds. <laughs> <laughs> they gave me two film cameras and said, uh, cover Decatur. So, you know, I did that for maybe five or six months. And then the weekend sportscaster at the station quit. So I would work. I was actually working seven days a week. I would work five days doing Decatur and then drive over there and do the weekend sports on Saturday and Sunday. And then the head sports guy quit, a guy who was in law school in Champaign at the time, Don Wilcox, became an attorney, and, and he got out of the business. So, And it was a pretty substantial job at the time because they had play-by-play of Illinois football and basketball. Uh, there was a lot going on there. And, uh, I, uh, squeezed my way into that job with a princely salary of $9,700 a year Wow! in 1977, I guess it was. And then stayed there for seven years and got the call to come to Chicago. Actually interviewed at channel two and channel nine on the same day. Oh, I didn't uh, know I that. I, yeah. I think I could have had either job. It was after Bruce Roberts had passed and Johnny, Morris called me in Champaign the next day and said, look, I need you to, because we'd done a lot of work together on Illinois stuff over the years. And Johnny was nice enough to call and say, I need you to get your resume and stuff together and send it to me. So I did, but I didn't, I didn't get that job at the time. And then it opened up again and uh, Howard got it. Howard Sudbury got that. And uh, I wound up taking the job at GN basically because of my love for the Cubs. Mm. That's kind of why I wanted to work at GN. And, um, you know, they had no weekend sportscaster at the time. It was, you know, Brickhouse would come in and do it, or Jim West or Milo or Ernie Banks oh my. might do it. So, I mean, it was crazy what was going on over there. But it was so much fun. Uh, it was kind of like being in on the ground floor of something brand new in a way. Oh, my gosh. So, uh, wow. That's how it started in 84. Wow. And I know Jason has some questions, but you said five sports. You played five sports. So I'm guessing you already said golf and basketball. I'm guessing you played baseball and football. Baseball and football. What's the fifth? Uh, what, we were had, you a cheerleader? We, no. <laughs> I, I like the cheerleaders, but I wasn't. Uh, I was uh, fooling around in gym class one day, and we had we had spring golf, and we had summer baseball in Iowa. You could take your pick you could play fall spring or summer we our school played summer so um that helped but i was messing around in the high jump pit and really i could not i could not jump over the keokuk phone book (laughs) but i figured out a way to to jump and get over that bar so they stuck me in i didn't jump in the dual meets i just jumped in these big 30 team meets and I finished second every time in the high jump. Oh my god. All my friends think it's the most hysterical thing ever because they know I cannot jump a lift. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I was so as football based, baseball, basketball, golf, and track. Nice. Yeah, it's a lot. Go ahead, Jace. 37 years in Chicago sports, the thing that I think about and that I'm really curious about is 
I was thinking yesterday, actually, or what? I, yeah, yesterday when, actually, ironically enough, when the news of the uh, Eloy Jimenez um, injury came out that he'd be out for so long, and I was just thinking to myself, man, has there ever been a year like where every single Chicago sports team is good? So tell me, of the 37 years that you have spent covering Chicago sports, what was the most all-around exciting? Not necessarily 2016 because the Cubs won, or yeah. what, or like. Was yeah. What year was the most exciting overall? Because it just seemed like ever there's just some sort of like excitement in the city for all five of the teams. If there was a year, yeah, I, I have to be honest, Jason. Say there probably wasn't a year like that. Really, I mean, was it '94? No, '93. I think it was when the Blackhawks made the Stanley Cup Finals, mm-hmm. or '92. One of those years, and and the Bulls, of course, were winning a championship. So. Uh, that was pretty huge. I remember driving to Cleveland for a playoff series and then moving on to Pittsburgh uh, to do the Blackhawks that were playing the Penguins, obviously, and didn't go so well for them in the finals. But um, let's see. Uh, you know, really, the Bulls, after Michael left, were as bad as bad can be. Uh, hockey was never any good until – Really, it was okay in the 90s, but uh, then they had just a terrible drought until Johnny and uh, Patrick Kane got there. Mm -hmm. So, And the Bears, you know, they've been mediocre at best almost every single year I've been here. Mm. So I I really don't think there's been a year. The Sox, you know, they had their moments uh, in the 90s, in the early 90s, and then again, obviously in 2005, they made the playoffs in 2000. And. And again, they're in 2008, but uh, they were not good, and the Cubs were horrible after they made the playoffs in 84 and then kind of caught lightning in a bottle in 89, and from 89 to to 98, they had nothing. In 98, they were lucky to get in. So, yeah, I don't think there's been a year when everybody was good, but most years, at least one of them was good, which makes it a little bit more fun. One of my favorite questions to ask my mom is I always just kind of like pick her brain about who was a good interview, who wasn't, like who was your favorite interview subject. So who was your favorite interview subject throughout your career? Gosh, boy, that's a a broad question. Isn't Uh, that, it's so hard. It's so hard. Yeah, it is. Um, If you're talking about, it's easier, quite honestly, it's easier to pick out the bad ones than it is the good ones. Then do it. Yeah, absolutely. Do the bad Yeah, who was the worst one? I want to hear that, actually. Oh, no question. Number one on everybody's hit list, I would think, would be Albert Bell. Wouldn't that be right? <laughs> yeah, I had Ted Washington as number one on mine, but Albert Bell is you number know, two. Teddy and I got into a, a scrap at Platteville one time. I said something relatively derogatory about him on a, on a 9 o'clock newscast <gasps> from Platteville, and he was – watching of course at the time <laughs> so the next day he's looking for me after practice <laughs> and uh whatever it was i said was accurate it just wasn't very nice right. so um i can't even remember what it was but he goes where is he where is he so at the end of the morning practice i went up to him and said here i am and and he said what are you talking about i i just explained myself to him and he stuck his hand out, gave me five, and said, all right, that's good. That's all I wanted to hear. 
Oh, so man. Uh, he wasn't quite as gruff and tough as he, as he acted to most people, but uh, he was he was uh, an interesting dude for sure. And so Albert Bell's at my top. Hey, Peg, did you ever talk to Billy Koch? No. Billy Koch was a really good reliever for the A's, and then the Sox got him. He was the biggest jerk, maybe worse than Albert Bell. Here's my Albert Bell story. So Albert Bell's brother calls me when he gets Joey. <laughs> yeah. No. Well, no that, that, who knew what the guy's name was? Right. Joey Albert. Yeah. But his brother was his agent, I guess. So yep. he calls me and said, we'd like to have him uh, be a part of your, your expanded sports show on Sunday, Instant Replay. So, you know, crap, you know, this guy. He's got superstar numbers. We don't know anything about him. I don't know what kind of guy he is. So they're practicing on Thursday, and they're opening the season on Friday. And his brother says, just go up, tell him who you are, and introduce yourself to him, and then we'll get it hooked up for that Sunday. So I said, great. So I walked up to him, and I put my hand on He said, Albert Dan Rome for WGN. He didn't even acknowledge me. just walked past. Mm-hmm. And I went back over there to him and said, your brother told me to say hi to you. He goes, I don't care what my brother said. Get out of my face. <laughs> and that's kind of, that's where that relationship uh, started and ended. And then, you know, we used to get yelled at when he's in the batting cage. He would say, don't look at me. Don't shoot me. Don't take pictures of me. I, it just, oh. you know, he, he had some serious issues. But yeah. he and, he and Koch were two of the worst ones. You know, Tony uh, said hers was, and she couldn't remember the name. Maybe you're going to remember who this is. When the Cubs let Greg Maddox go, they got uh, one of the two guys they got, um, they signed, was a, another pitcher. And she said he was an all-time jerk. And we could not figure out who it was. And um, she couldn't remember his name. Uh mm. Yeah, I don't. I don't recall. I remember that. That was one of the dark days in Cubs history when they let him go. Yeah, but uh, I don't. I don't remember who they got back for him. Actually, back to our conversation in a minute. But first, have you ever dealt with bunions? I have. It got to the point that I couldn't even wear any shoes without having shooting pain. Even at night, I couldn't even pull the covers over my foot. It hurt so bad. It didn't matter if I was wearing slippers or boots, gym shoes working out, or heels for a night out. The pain was intolerable. I finally decided to do something about it. That's when I heard about Foot First Podiatry and their exclusive procedure, the Sklar Bunionectomy. It has you on your feet the day after surgery. Are you kidding? Well, I had to see it to believe it. And you know what? They were right. Surgery was easy. I am so glad I did it. I walked out of surgery in a boot, no cast, no crutches, walking the same day. And you can be back in a gym shoe in two weeks. When I look at my foot now, there's no visual scar. And best of all, I am pain-free. So ladies and guys, don't walk around in pain like I did for years. Visit footfirst.com. So let me ask you but, this. Um, one question that uh, I have debated with um, some men in, in sports journalism and sports broadcasting um, is 
being friends with the guys you cover? And my answer was always, uh, well, I'm friendly with a lot of these guys. You become friendly with them, you know, because you're always around. And many I have become friends with after their careers. So let me ask you, have you become friends with many of the, the subjects you've interviewed? I would say, yeah, you know, not close friends, call everybody every week and right. see what's going on. But yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, I would say, especially some of the Cubs over the years, like, you know, I still I like talking to Sutcliffe all the time when I see him. He's great. A lot of guys from that team, Jody and uh, Bobby Dernier and Gary Matthews, um, we still chatted up when we run into each other. And uh, I'm sure there are many more. I mean, uh, John Paxson was, you know, we had a lot of people on our show on Sundays over the years. Mm-hmm. Pax was one. Mark Carrier, mm-hmm. who's back in town as, as the AD up at New Trier, he's, he's uh, a friend and uh, there, you know, there are a lot, I would say, uh, maybe more in, in, uh, baseball than any other sport, but yeah. And, and the hockey guys, we didn't, you know, we were on, when I first started, we had a nine o'clock news and the Blackhawks games were never on television. If we wanted highlights, we had to go send a camera and have them shoot in one of those bad overhanging baskets at Chicago stadium or else hijack the feet of whoever was doing the game. Uh, for the road team. Uh, so we didn't get out there that much. I didn't really know too many. Keith Brown is a guy who, and Eddie, of course, guys that I, you know, like to run into and, and see what's going on with them. But uh, there aren't a whole lot of guys. Because, uh, you know, I kind of felt like, you know, like you, you don't really want to be tight with these guys. What yeah. if something happens and then you're conflicted? Do I want to blow the whistle on this guy? Or- yeah. Or do I want to portray him in a negative light when he's a friend of mine or those kinds of things? So, yeah, I kind of stuck my nose in there and did my job and kind of got out. But you had a, a famous, uh, was he your roommate, your college roommate? Oh, D.A. Wybring? Yeah. Tell us about yeah, he, Tell us about D.A. Wybring. Was he really your roommate? Oh, yeah. In fact, he, it's so funny, and in a broad sense, he's kind of responsible for some of my stuff here because we, we were high school uh, friends, but rivals. We played in the same conference for a couple of years and um, in golf and basketball. And so we got to know each other a little bit. And then he was really a good player in high school. I mean, he won the Illinois State Championship as a junior, and he was going to go to either ISU or Memphis. And, you know, me, I'm I'm playing up in Keokuk. Nobody knows who I am or what I do. So I I had a friend of mine who was a year older that was a swimmer at Illinois State, a guy from my high school. And uh, I went over to visit him, and I talked to the golf coach, and, you know, he gave me the eye roll and <laughs> threw me out of, the, out of the room. So he wasn't that interested. But it turned out in our senior year, for whatever reason, uh, circumstances i remember we played in the snow at least one time so i beat da like i don't know four out of five or five out of six times we played each other and then i won i shot 
a couple under par and won our sectional championship. And I called the coach the next day and my swimming buddy had been uh, kind of talking me up to him a little bit. So I called him and, and told him that, you know, I won the sectional and, and he said, is it true that you beat DA four or five times this year? And I said, well, yeah. I mean, I didn't tell him any of the circumstances. I mean, DA might have been sick or maybe played left-handed. I don't know what was going on. So that's how I got a scholarship to go to Illinois State. And then, you know, a couple of years into that, this broadcasting thing starts. And that was kind of the beginning of my career, I guess. So it's just, you know, and everybody has those kinds of stories, but it's so funny how things fall into place sometimes. But I've been very lucky, believe me. Well, what is your handicap now? It's um, my age is it right now. I can only I can't hit the ball on my shadow. What? I, I mean, I'm seriously. I this is I'm losing so much distance now, but it's still low. It's like one. Wow. But it's going to be going up considerably. I have a feeling. Wow. But right. you don't want it to be that low anyway. No. I'll lose all that money. Exactly. Exactly. All right, Jason. You got a couple to to end with. So what I'm really curious about is my mom obviously works for NBC. You work for WGN. Is there when, so obviously my mom has been out of the business, so to speak, or at least not as involved for the last five years or so. Um, but when, while you're working, I guess you could even say like against these people trying to battle for ratings and for stuff like that. Like, is it mm. hard to be friends with the other media members especially sports media members hmm. for the major stations in chicago How, like what is the dynamic of that relationship oh that's a good oh, question yeah actually it's very difficult and the truth is i couldn't stand any of the people that i had to work alongside. <laughs> the, the feelings mutual dan <laughs> we had some funny times did we Peg? i remember one time oh. we were doing hockey up in minnesota and uh you know, they give you a place to stand to do a live shot on the early news. And we're like a little gauntlet standing up in the end zone. and Everybody's like five feet from one another. Your mom's like yelling into the microphone. So everybody at WGN could hear. They go, what's that noise? I go, it's Peggy Kaczynski. Be quiet. <laughs> but, you know, we, we, hey, you have to admit, we had so much fun running around and covering all those things. And, oh. uh there was always a good road trip to be had and mm-hmm. dinner somewhere. I mean, it was really, that's what I missed most about last year during the pandemic was not being able to see anybody. I haven't seen you. Uh, I talked to Gene Greco the other day. Yep. Uh, he's doing okay. Um, but I haven't really talked to Lou Canellis a little bit. Uh, haven't really seen anybody. Yeah. Haven't interviewed anybody except on Zoom, which I'm doing later on again today. Ugh. But, you know, it's just been a, a rough year, and um, I'm not going to be around for much longer, so I'm hoping we get back to some sense of normalcy here. But, yeah, I mean, I feel like friends for life in a lot of cases, Jason. So, yeah, it's that part of it has been as much fun as anything, if you ask me. That's great. So last question, my one of my biggest goals, because – Obviously, I want to get into sports media, whether it be broadcasting or writing. I haven't quite decided yet. But one of my goals for my career is to eventually go back home and work in Chicago. So although you didn't 
grow up in Illinois, you still grew up in the Midwest, went to school at Illinois State. How, tell me about how special it's been to be able to spend your entire career in the same city and, ha- and the fact that that city is the city of Chicago. Yeah, well, I mean, that's been the, the greatest part of it, being here in, in Chicago. And my wife's family is from here. And uh, obviously, going to Illinois State, I have so many friends up here. Uh, so that was kind of on our hit list when we worked in Champaign. And I had some job offers down there and actually got called once by ESPN to, to go out there, which would have been a massive mistake. Mm. So, yeah, I mean, it, GN is such a comfortable, comfortable uh, spot to work, too. I mean, you have to kill somebody to get fired over there. Mm-hmm. So I, I, was, I was able to hang in there for all this time, but. Um, yeah, but I don't, people call me and ask me all the time about jobs and how to go about looking for a job. And, you know, I've never had to look for one. I've only had two jobs my Mm. whole life over 42 years, I guess. And, um, I don't know how to do it anymore. I don't know what to tell them because the business has changed so much. I don't know what people are looking for anymore. I think we're lucky, Peg, don't you, that we we're in kind of a, city that really enjoys sports and and wants to be informed about it yep and pays attention to it because a lot of these cities don't right and chicago's all over it and uh, that's one of the great things about working in this city in sports is that people really care absolutely before we let you go dan and thank you so much again for for taking time for the podcast um you have called everything. You, you've you called Bulls games. You've called college basketball games. You've called Cubs games. Um, you host uh, between periods of Blackhawks. What have you not yeah. done in your career that might still be on your wish list? Mm, I think I'm pretty much covered. You know, I've never done play-by-play of hockey, but I did play. We, we actually had play-by-play of Notre Dame football the last time they won the national championship. I was doing the call. Paul Horning was my color guy, and Mangelt, John Mangelt, who played strong safety at Auburn, was uh, the guy on the field. Um, I was walking into work one day, and Arnie Harris comes up to me and says, Hey, buddy, uh, I need you Saturday. I go, Well, sure, what for? He goes, I need you to call the Notre Dame uh, Navy game. I go, What sport? Because, you know. Of course, I know football, but I don't know no football. And uh, <laughs> we probably did five or six games of theirs that year. And it was really fun. So, uh, yeah, between that and uh, doing the Cubs games, gosh, I called Sammy 66 homer that one year and Kerry Wood's first game. And, um, done a lot of stuff around the White Sox and all those bulls. Uh, I called, you know, got to do play-by-play on a bunch of Jordan's games. Mm. Gosh, it was really, it's, it's been really amazing to me when you sit back and think about all the great, cool stuff I've gotten to do. So, yeah, I, uh, anybody in my seat should be satisfied at this point in time, I would think. The late, great John Saunders from ESPN, when I worked with him uh, when I was a production assistant in Bristol, Connecticut, told me this was the best advice I ever got. He said, don't tell them what you can't do or what you've never done. Just take the job and figure it out. And Dan, that's great advice. I think you figured it out. 
You have had a phenomenal <laughs> career. Congratulations, and seriously, thank you for taking the time out for the podcast. Congratulations on the Ring Lardner Award. Well, I, I will say this. I was a little dubious about joining any club that you and I are members of. <laughs> <laughs> there could be worse. But, gosh, it's, it's a great honor. I mean, I've worked with so many of those people from Harry and, and Hawk and Bob Costas and you know, I've got to know almost every other person that's in there that's, you know, in our basic demographics. So I look at it as a huge honor and kind of a longevity thing in some respects, but uh, it's certainly nice to be included. No doubt about that. Awesome. Thank you, Dan. Jason, I don't know. We have really had some great interviews, but I really love talking to the Ring Lardner Award recipients, Tony Gennetti and Dan Rohn. They have so many great stories. Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, I hate to say it, Mom, but I feel like as we go on in the years, the Ring Lardner Award winner's stories just get better and better, and now your stories are getting kind of dwarfed. <laughs> It's just because I don't remember them. These guys have done a much better job remembering them. Um, all right, let's take a break from your predictions again, uh, since we have been doing the Ring Larder Awards. I do want to give some final thoughts, though, and, and that is the posthumous award winner for 2020 uh, with the Ring Larder Award goes to Cooper Rallo. So 35 years, Cooper Rallo worked at the Chicago Tribune 8 as sports editor. From a copy editor to pro football writer covering the first 32 Super Bowls. He covered everything from football to the Olympics to auto racing. Phil Rosenthal of the Chicago Tribune wrote about Rallo's coverage of the 1972 Munich Olympic Games with a front page story that read in part, quote, the Olympic ideal of peace and friendship was drowned in a river of blood today when 11 members of the Israeli Olympic team were massacred by Arab guerrillas in a day-long reign of terror. Those are the words of Cooper Rallo. He is the recipient of the posthumous award for the Ring Lardner Awards of 2020. We want to thank the Union League Club of Chicago for keeping Ring Lardner's name alive and inspiring the next generation of wordsmiths. Our thanks, as always, to Adam Yaffe, a new year, but the same professional expertise he gives in guiding the show, and to Aldo Gandhi and the Barroom Network. It truly has been a great start on the new platform, home of some of the best Chicago football podcasts. Check us out there on Podbean and wherever you get your audio. Our thanks to WGN TV's Dan Roan. You can find him on Twitter at DRoan. that's D-R-O-A-N, to the Union League Club of Chicago and the Union League's Girls and Boys Clubs for doing such great things for our community. If you are interested in the Ring Lardner Awards, please contact Marina Del Cid at m.siragusa at ulbgc.org. Or you could call this phone number, 312 765 0405. We will put this information on our website at the sportscasterandherson.com. You can tune in to the Ring Lardner Awards Thursday night, April 29th, 2021 at 7 o'clock Central Time. Go to the Union League Girls and Boys Club's website. I'll give it to you again. ulbgc.org 
slash events slash ringlardner2021 for more information. And do not forget that you can find our podcast website at thesportscasteranderson.com, on YouTube, on Facebook, Twitter, and Pinterest, too. Thank you, everybody. Remember to download, subscribe, rate our podcast, please, wherever you may listen. We love you for doing that. Jason, stay safe. Thank you. Goodbye. The Sportscaster and Her Son is brought to you by Electroflex, a global leader in electrical conduit for over 60 years, electrically connecting our world. And by Foot First Podiatry. It's time to get your bunion fixed with Foot First Podiatry's exclusive Sklar Bunionectomy. No visual scars, no casts, no crutches, no kidding. Visit footfirst.com.